What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome to the Rise of the Young podcast. Today, on episode 77, we have a special guest with us here today, Mrs. Lindsay Palos. Super stoked to have you on the show. I appreciate you coming out. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Totally. So, I mean, first thing I want to start off, just for everyone listening, you've literally, what I like to say, built an empire, right? You have, what, how many followers total across social media? I know you have like 8 million on Instagram. <laughs> What's like the total reach, just so people understand like the empire you've built from a social standpoint? Oh my God, I have no idea. It's like, um, it's 600,000 or so on Twitter. Yep. Um, like a million and a half. On nope. Facebook, there's almost eight million on Instagram. What are the other ones? Snapchat used to be big. It was okay. almost like. Did, did that die on you, or how oh, did that go? I'm so over Snapchat. We're oh, broken. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, everyone listening, I just want you to take the moment. Obviously, I'm pretty sure everyone listening knows who you are if they don't already. But Lindsay is someone who I'm stoked to have on the show. She grew up in Louisiana. We're in LA right now, filming this, recording this, but this is not where she started, and that's sort of what I want to get into today. Because obviously. I think with social media, it's like you see where pe- what people are doing, right. and you're building this brand. But it's like, where? What happened before? What was the life before this social media just empire that you built? So I would say, like, when it comes to the first question of the show, it's just like, grew up in Louisiana. What was your life from like born to like seven years old? Oh my gosh, what a big question. Okay, Louisiana is um, a lot different than Los Angeles. That's totally. for sure. Very country. Uh, my parents were both born into impoverished families, basically. My mom was like country redneck type Louisiana, and my dad yeah. was swamp people type. Okay. So that's their background, and they both met. They became paramedics. Um, now they're nurses, but okay. they met, and they had me. They divorced. I lived kind of all over Louisiana like a mutt. Like, so okay. I lived in, um, you know, near New Orleans. I graduated from Baton Rouge, but I call my hometown a place called La Ronger, Louisiana. La Ronger? It, La Ronger. It's such okay. an ugly name. Okay, isn't it? okay. And nothing rhymes with it because it has the word orange in it, (laughs) which was devastating when it came to prom and homecomings and shit. But, um, yeah, I grew up there, and that's a dairy farm town in the middle of Louisiana, so it's very country. There were no red lights, no McDonald's, no Walmart nearby. Yeah, you had to drive, like, 30 minutes for that. It's very country. It's, like, gravel roads, you know, and roads named after people's last names. Just a very different American experience. Um, and then, so I went to college. I worked at Hooters, okay. obviously. <laughs> and then um, yep. I got a scholarship to go to LSU. So I went to LSU on an academic scholarship, and I ended up getting a history degree okay. while working a lot of jobs. And um, once I graduated, and I was around 23, I, w- I looked around and I realized Louisiana wasn't going to be the end of my story. Yeah. And a lot of people like to live in their hometowns and yep. be there forever. And for me, it was a death sentence. And I yeah. just thought, my husband's not here. My career's not here. Yeah. The, the view, energy. Yeah, the yeah, energy yeah, was yeah. gone. I'm like, I got to go. And yeah. so I came to L.A. That's wild. Yeah. So I'm curious because, like, when you speak of Louisiana, me coming from a small town in Virginia, it's like, that's all I know, right? So it's like, looking back, like, living in Louisiana, like, how did that sort of, I would say, form you as a person when it comes to the way you think, the way you see the world, like what was that whole worldview coming from Louisiana, obviously, now you're, you just said yeah. you're about to be in LA for four years, mm-hmm. but what was that sort of, I would say, like growing up, what were some of the things you were doing when you were at middle school, high school, what was just like the mentality in Louisiana? I think it's really special coming from Louisiana because it's a very conservative place. It's very much the opposite of a lot of LA. (laughs) Yeah, and I ended up studying history in college. So I was in a place that could be be very backwards, a a state that is very backwards in a lot of ways. And I was studying race and politics while I was doing that. And I took a class on poverty. And I also studied 20th century genocide. So I was getting this crazy understanding of how the world works and even the the shitty ways it can work while I'm living in the products of that so it was when I came to LA it's just it's interesting to have the view I can relate to a lot of America because I've lived it I I understand what it's like to grow up and go to a bonfire on a Friday night and drink Bud Light yeah and like (laughs) we need to make that louder (laughs) and then like you know I worked a minimum wage job my mom made me work at a grocery store to learn the value of money so And, and not for a week. I did it for two years. Oh, my Lord. Okay. And that's not fun. Okay. And, you know, so, and I grew up without, I didn't know um, designers and material things. Yeah. And I think that that's helped me a lot in Los Angeles because yeah. it's, people are, are victim to materialism yeah, here. Yeah. And so I just, I don't care for that. I yeah. don't crave that. So, I don't know. The Louisiana experience. Yeah, it's special. Yeah. That's super cool. So, something stuck out to me. So, like, 
when it comes to just like said, your parents made you work at a job for two years. Yeah. When it comes to just like I would say the value of money, just working, growing up in Louisiana. Like, what was your first job? When it comes to even high school, going to college, what was your plan? I guess I could say because obviously, like now with this whole social media scene, it's like unpaved road, right? It's like yeah. there's no proven method, especially when you probably first got started. So like. What was your mindset like going into college? Did you have like goals set for what you wanted to do, where you wanted to go, where you wanted to move, or how did this whole career now like get started in the sense of like your plan moving forward? Gosh, okay, so high school, the thing is if I wanted to move out of my parents' house, I had to pay for it. Yep. So it was very simple. And I knew immediately that I wanted to work at Hooters because it was fun. Yeah, like yeah, as yeah. a kid I grew up yeah. wanting to work there. <laughs> yep. It's the hot girl job and I just I it was fun yeah. and I really wanted to work there. Okay. So of course the minute I turned eighteen I went and got yep. a job there. Um, and originally my first year in college I, I chose a safer school near my hometown. It was Southeastern okay. Louisiana University. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a smaller school, it seems less intimidating. You don't have to yeah, yeah. it's Big less competitive. Yeah. yeah. And I went there and um, I was never super into it. And it's college so, or school itself? I think what? there, just okay. being at that okay. school, okay. it was a smaller school. Um, it just didn't seem, I didn't feel the college experience there. And it's so weird. I just remembered this story the other day on another show, and I can't yeah. believe the impact that I forgot. <laughs> but have you ever heard of this author, Tucker Max? Tucker Max. What, what does he wrote? He wrote, I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell. I've heard of that. And they yeah. had that movie. Yeah. He yeah. was the guy from Duke. I was a huge fan, and yeah. um, when I was near 19, I went to a book signing, and yeah. I had a huge crush on him, and I ended up like getting to talk to him, okay. and he told me to go to LSU. He said, you need to do something bigger. You need to get out of that smaller yeah. school, and I actually did the next semester, oh, and okay. I forget all about that, like how much that yeah, was yeah. an influence, but so it you're really 19 was. That yeah. That's tough. So, book signing, like you said, I, I can just tell from the, this whole conversation so yeah. far, it's like... You talk about history. You studied a lot. When it comes to just the educational side of things, like, what were you like super interested in learning? Because I know that's different for mm. everyone. Like, what was your mentality towards like learning and going to a book signing? Because I feel like in this generation, or at least where I'm from, it's like people yeah. are doing drugs every day. They don't really care about anyone yeah. else besides themselves in a good yeah. or bad way. But like, how did that kind of lead up to even that book signing? Or well, it's weird. In high school, my peers voted me like most ambitious. And I remember talking to them, and I thought, what I are you, tell. I was like, what are you talking, I didn't believe it, I said, what are you talking about, I thought that, because okay. I was popular, and I thought I just didn't have a superlative that fit me okay. more, so they just <laughs> gave me that one, yeah, yeah. but they were like, no, Lindsay, you always have these, like, crazy ideas, and you've always wanted to do weird stuff, and you don't just want to get married and live here, and yeah. I was like, oh, maybe you're right, That's tough. and so, you know, I really did yeah, have yeah. big dreams, so when I read that book and became a fan, and he had a book signing, I had to go, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff I've done in my life from there to now, that it was just, I have to do it. Like, I have to try, yeah. uh, you know? That's that's crazy. Yeah. So you're 19, going Seven. to LSU. And if, I'm curious, cause for me, it's like growing up, I come from a small town, I was doing sports. And, like, when it comes to my goals going to co uh, high school, college, whatever, I'm not going to college right now. We're about to move to Arizona. But yeah. you going to college, did you have, like, a certain career that you were looking towards mm -hmm. when it comes to, like, graduating? Or what was that It's standpoint? so crazy. Because when I envisioned my life, it got blurry after school. I never okay. – because I'm, like, a vision person and I can yeah. kind of see how it goes. But it always blurred out. And I think in my deepest subconscious, like, I really yeah. saw myself as a California, like, something like okay. this. Like, but I suppressed so. it because who, who yeah. thinks that that would work? Yeah. I never thought I'd be pretty enough, cool enough, or have enough money to live here. Yeah. Um, but so in college, originally I was a mass communications major mm -hmm. because I, I was just going down the list of what you could do. Yeah. And public relations was under mass comm and journalism. And I yeah. thought I could be a hot girl, you know, selling <laughs> someone. You yeah. know, I could be a publicist. It's kind of a sexy yeah. career. It's very like sex in the city. Yeah. But um, so originally I was a mass communications major took all these history courses for fun and they were easier okay. to me. Do you like history? I do. I do. I mean, it's easy. Yeah, I, can, yeah. I know yeah. it and Jeff I can do it. History. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird though. I know nothing trivial. Like okay. I couldn't tell you the president's in order. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the year of very important stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I learned, That's I actually me. took away major themes. Okay. So the, the stuff about race and politics, poverty, and even the psychology of mass murderers and yeah. I learned a, a deeper sense of history, I think, than yeah. the trivial stuff. Yeah, like the purpose, the core things of certain situations, but yeah, not like maybe. the factual, like, overhead yeah. stuff. I get it. Yeah, that's I sick. forgot all of that. That's it. Every time I took a test, it was <laughs> off the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, question, I just popped in my head. Are you only child? Do you have brothers, sisters, or how does that look? I have five sisters and three oh, brothers. Oh, 
Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. That's oh sick. my god. Yeah, but they, my parents were like divorced okay. a bunch of times, so I've got like halves and steps and okay. just yep. add-ons, extras. Yep. How did that yeah. sort of play a role when it comes to just like you growing up? Did they was it older, younger? You said like were they big influences on you, or like how did that kind of look in the family? It's really weird. I always admired my siblings. I admired my older siblings for sure. One was really fun. One was yeah. really smart. One was really cool. But um, I think when you when you grow up as a product of divorce and kind of in these households that change that yeah. can change every five years and these very it's really critical if you think back to childhood and being yeah. whipped away from your family and moving to another town and having new grandparents, you know, yeah, I think totally. it influenced a sense of instability. So it, it is a reason probably why I could get up and leave Louisiana because yeah. my life has always shifted yeah. in major ways really fast from really yeah. early. Okay, that's interesting. So, yeah. so growing up, were you someone that was like in Louisiana all the time? Were you traveling with your family? Because I feel like for me, I wasn't really traveling at least off the East Coast until like <laughs> last year when I was 17 I could actually afford to travel by yeah. myself and that kind of gave me over the last years like more perspective than I could ever imagine yeah how did that look for you when it comes to traveling and like life experiences oh my gosh there was really it was really like Louisiana people go to Disney World and back like that's okay. as far as they'll go okay. is Disney in Louisiana Disney World is in Orlando have oh, you ever been I've never been oh my god never been we went to Orlando and like we went there for like Ten minutes, but like we didn't uh, go. Any, you have to go to Disney World. Okay. It's nothing okay. like that's in Orlando. Yeah. Okay, because we'll be in Miami, so maybe we'll have to jet up there and check it out. <laughs> it's a life experience. Okay. It's the most amazing. Even when you're older, I feel like it's like hell yeah. Okay. I want to go right now. We're there. We're there. <laughs> oh my god, it's so fun. Yeah. So my mom, my mom was actually really tacky, so she loved like Disney World and she okay. loved Gulf Shores, which is a beach place. Um, in Alabama. Yep. But my dad was a, a bit more thoughtful with our vacations. Um, my I had a stepmom who was in the Air Force. Okay, wow, that's good. Yeah, so my stepmom was a high-ranking Air Force official, and so she would go on these military conventions around the country, and we'd yeah. stay at the bases. And my dad decided to make vacations out of those. So we would drive to these bases and these conventions, and we'd stop at every national park along the way. So I saw everything from the Grand Canyon to like any kind of cavern or cave yeah. there were or any state yep. park. I've been to Roswell and yes. DC. We we walked yeah. in tennis shoes all around DC to every Smithsonian, okay. the rotunda, the whole every work, yeah, you know? Yeah. Dang. So my so a bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so my dad really like I think that's where my love of history came because yeah. he, we had such a passion for it. Yeah. We were always on these adventures looking that's at historical cool. stuff all the time. And my dad loved to quiz us. Yeah. So that was oh, just that's sick. Yeah. So do you think that played a role in like because I feel like for me, traveling, it's like, it's opened up, like, oh, I want to go there, like, experience more. Do you think that played a role of, like, having that ambition? Or I think the core question I want to ask is, like, where do you think you kind of have got this ambition to move from Louisiana to L.A.? I feel like it's either internal or maybe you have a mentor or someone that is kind of, like, you can do more than what you yeah. think you can. Like, how did that sort of look in your life when it comes to, like, people sort of pulling you to a bigger vision? You know what's weird? I really am a girl that works off of her intuition, and guts. So there's been so many times where a dream I've had has influenced how I behaved the next day, which influenced meeting yeah. someone or doing yeah. something that was crucial to how yeah. my life turned out. Every connects. Yeah, <laughs> it really does connect. So I've always followed my intuition and not denied it. And um, I actually, but I think you do meet people along the way. When you yeah. put that out there that you want a certain thing or maybe yeah. you don't knock your intuition and you listen yeah. to it. I love that you said that. Yeah. Intuition. Yeah, that's like that's, I talk about that all the time. It's major, and the yeah. world the world will give you something to help you along the way. They'll give you a guide, or they'll give you something, someone with a suggestion, like Tucker yeah. Max to go to LSU. Yeah. I had a boss, and um, when I, I worked at a Hooters type restaurant when I was leaving at Louisiana, yeah. and I had a boss, and we were talking about moving to LA, and he's like, "I'm like I'm 23, I'm a bartender right now. I have this history degree. What am I going to do? Should I go work in Las Vegas and make a ton of money?" Or, yeah. like, L.A., and maybe, like, one person will think I can model, and, like, I don't know. Yeah. And he said, you know, which one would you choose if fear wasn't the option? And yeah. I said, L.A., if I could afford it, that one's prettier. Yeah. You know, I'd rather yeah. be in L.A. Yeah, and totally. he goes, well, you should go with that one. Okay. So even just as small as that advice, but, you know, no, you totally. meet these people who are so influential, and, yeah, yeah. you know? That's so cool. So yeah. when you, when you kind of heard that... Vegas or LA, you said LA, was that just like you were mentally committed, like subconsciously, like I'm going to be there no matter what, like you just kind of had this intuition or it's so what weird. did that look like? Yeah, so I, um, so this is when Instagram was starting nearly four years okay. ago and when it was 
I was posting a selfie and people would DM me saying, come to LA, let's do a photo yeah, shoot. Yeah. And I'm a girl from Louisiana. Someone yeah, wanted to photo yeah. shoot with yeah. me. It's like, what? Yep. In LA, way yeah. Over there. Yeah, yeah, totally. I was like, I'll do anything. I'll, yep. I'll fly on a plane and come meet you in Malibu for yeah, a photo shoot. Yeah. Like, whatever. That's sick. And so I did. And um, there was a moment. So this was around a month or two before I left Louisiana. And I was in Malibu and I was um, shooting on the top of some canyon in Malibu. Yeah. And I said, I think I have to live here. And the photographer's like, oh, yeah, I hear that all the time. And I was like, no, I think I have to. And I went home, and um, I ended up moving three weeks later. Oh, my Lord. And I had, like, wasted a month of rent, like, something I couldn't get out of. I didn't have a job lined up, but I felt it in my gut. And I even told people, I feel like I have to go now. Like, I really, really, really have to go now. And the way my story played out, when I moved here, like two weeks later, by a stroke of luck, I go to like the Playboy Mansion and meet Dan Bilzerian, oh my Lord. who completely <laughs> changes my life and career. That is insane. Yeah, isn't that weird? That is, so you gotta... And I felt it. Like, I, I mean, I didn't know what, but I felt yeah. like I have to go. Yeah. So when you were that when at, in the Malibu, like going to that photo shoot, was that like the first time you went to LA or how did that situation like... It was definitely the first happen? time I was in Malibu. Okay. Which is... And that was something where like someone was on Instagram and I want to get into more about like... You, how are you using Instagram like before you moved to LA? Was it more of like social friends just using it to like connect people in your hometown, or was it, like did you look at it as like a business or you can build a brand that can be recognized by millions? Like I'm curious because like I feel like a lot of people don't really have that switch of like yeah. this is a brand, this is a business, and they yeah. stay in that little let me just connect with my friends. But right. like, how are you looking at that like previously to having millions of followers? Oh my gosh! So before when Instagram first started. Um, I just love taking pictures of myself, as vain as that is. I have a really cute dog and a really nice body. So I just, I've always been a selfie girl. So I was like, oh yeah, another place to be vain. And so I was really using it for entertainment and enjoyment. Okay. And so when people started reaching out to me, that's when I thought, oh, maybe, you know, the modeling thing is an idea. But it really took until I was getting my first paid endorsement to go, oh, this is a a business. And that took, that took until the March one. I moved here in October. It was that March. What year was that? I guess it was like almost. It'll be four in October. Twenty fourteen. So I guess so. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah, I don't want to screw it up. I guess oh so. My Lord. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I could have four had years. another degree. Yeah, yeah. It's oh crazy. my Lord. So you using Instagram? You're and like still in Louisiana, kind of doing the whole selfie stuff. Yeah. Just like posting content. When was the switch for you of like, all right, I'm gonna move to LA and start posting pictures, getting the paid endorsements, actually doing this? Mm-hmm. When was that like realization for you? Was it a long process or were you like, fuck it, like? This can happen now. I'm going to move out there and make it happen. It definitely took six months to realize that this is a job. Okay. So I moved to L.A. in October, and I met Dan Bilzerian like two weeks yeah. after. So Dan Bilzerian is like the king of Instagram. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He had like 11 million followers when no one did. It okay. was unheard yeah, of. I was like 23, yeah. 23 million. Yeah. Yeah, it was unheard of. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we met, and he goes, he literally sought to make me internet famous. Because okay. he really liked using publicity to make internet fame, yeah, yeah. and he loved watching accounts grow. Yeah. And so he and he liked me, so he yeah, was like, yeah. "I'm just gonna make you internet famous," and I'm laughing. I'm like, "Yeah, shut up," okay. you know. But he did, and I ended up getting like a million followers in six weeks at one point. Six weeks. Yeah. Oh my gosh, good stuff. Yeah, and so it was funny when I moved here. I had a, a bartending job. I found off Craigslist. Okay. It's actually a very iconic bar. I didn't okay. know, but side note, like Bruno Mars had worked there. Okay. Skrillex, Ryan Gosling. What bar is it? The Avalon. Avalon. Yep, we've heard that. It's like an, it's like a famous yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that's staple. Like Bruno Mars birthday. Yeah, that's, and I like that. Dope. I feel like I got their magic. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, there, yeah, you know? yeah, totally. But so we, I work at the bar, and one time Dan calls me for, um, he invites me to a ski trip, okay. and he's like, you know, Lindsay, take off work. Let's go. To, let's get on the jet. Let's go to Colorado. <laughs> There's this. We're gonna snowmobile. We're gonna do all this stuff. That's so sick. And I'm like, oh my god, I don't know if I can get off of work for this, <laughs> at this bartending job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same month, I had made $300 posting a picture with protein. Yep. And I would make, I would earn a lot of money at this bar, but I had to split my tip. So yeah. that's a whole other story. Yeah. So I would go to this bar, and I would really calculate, wow, it took me five minutes to make $300, and now I'm here for six hours to make the same thing. Am I using my time wisely? And... Um, so he That's called me true. for the ski trip. Yeah, and he called me for the ski trip, and I quit my bartending job. That day? Like, yeah, and I called back and asked for it back because okay. I was super scared. <laughs> and yeah. they were like, you need to really figure out what you're doing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And that's the last job I ever had. That's insane. Is that like right when you moved here? That was like 
you went to that job and that was like, all right, I'm making money here, but you were still kind of doing the side Instagram thing that you didn't really know what could come from it. Yeah. Yeah, we were still doing yeah. photo shoots. And that's and four years ago, happened. so that's like pre how it's such a like influencer marketing things now. Yeah. Like you were like cutting edge pioneer <laughs> of that whole space. Yeah, you know? it was weird. That's crazy. So you go on the strip, quit your job, you have a million followers now. Like, what from your standpoint of like you just moved out here, like how was that transition? Because you say like six weeks, million followers, you're taking jets, you're with the most famous yeah. guy, getting all these fans and people that are just following you now. Like, how was that transition for you, like, mentally when it comes to, like, you just moved there? Like, how did you change as a person? How mm-hmm. were you looking at, like, you in L.A.? Like, I'm just curious because I feel like not many people have a massive transformation like that within a yeah. less than a year or six-week standpoint. You no, know? it's very true. It's weird. Um, I always say the first year in L.A., you're just like, what the what the hell is going on? Because it <laughs> yeah, really yeah. is, like, such a party lifestyle. And you can go out every single night and you'll yeah. be around famous people really easily. Yeah. And then you'll have, like, a famous guy in your DMs. And it's just... And it really... It was... It wasn't... It was a culture shock, but it felt right. Yeah. You know, I was... And Dan is such a crazy character. So seeing all these women and all the <laughs> extravagance yeah. and the luxury in this house and yeah. create it was bizarre. Yeah. But really cool. Yeah. I yeah. It was really cool. Wow. So you come out here and like you just meet Dan and then it's like from there it's just like wow. Like from that standpoint, like how, how did that even come to the function? Like you meet him like somewhere at an event because I feel like obviously running into people in LA is a lot more common than Louisiana, yeah. right? Yeah. But like, how did that whole thing go when it comes to like getting into a network? Because I feel like, especially for a lot, a lot of young listeners, it's like mm-hmm. even for me, it's like we met on social media, we met at an event, so it's like the network is so small when you look mm-hmm. at it from a force sense. But like yeah. all these other people that may be listening today, like they're wanting to meet people. And what was your experience four years ago moving to LA, like just getting into the right network of like Dan and all these other people? I think that you've gotta, you've gotta definitely, you really have to go out, okay? I know that people don't like to do this, yeah. but you have to go to a like party. Physically. You literally have to leave your house <laughs> yep. and get dressed and maybe be scared. Like you have to not, even if you don't know someone, you need to go to a party and, and get to know someone. Yeah. It's not a comfortable thing to do. I even tell people this with relationships. If you're trying to meet a guy, you're not gonna yeah. do it on your sofa and you need to get dressed and go out. So what I did, I moved to LA and I had maybe three acquaintances here. One of those acquaintances, I texted and I said, hey, I'm here. And she asked me to come out. So immediately yeah. I dropped whatever I had and yeah. I went out. So yeah, I'm trying yeah. to get some new friends yeah, here. Yeah, totally. And so we went out and I met an acquaintance. And the man was telling me they were going to the Playboy Halloween party the next day. That's They're like, sick. it's too late to get you a ticket. I wish I would have known you were coming, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. And the next day I get a text and the guy goes, hey, meet me at the Roosevelt at 9 p.m. I can sneak you in or I can get you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, whatever, down. So okay. I just I go buy like lingerie and a pitchfork and I yeah. decide to be the devil because <laughs> this is really last yeah, yeah, yeah. minute production. <laughs> and I and I literally go to the Playboy Mansion with a man who, I, or it was a group of people and yeah. I didn't know a single name. That's I didn't know one crazy. of their names. That's I, crazy. Yeah, it was weird. And um, his Dan Bilzerian security comes up to me and asks, me to meet him yeah. so it was easy after that okay but yeah dang crazy world so you just met a stranger yeah and that, that was that was within a, like the time frame of being in LA for that two six, weeks two weeks yeah that was October wow. so I moved on October 6th and so okay. the, the Halloween party must have been around the 20 okay. something so you moved in October what was like the whole like number of followers on Instagram for people that know when it comes to like when you moved out here what was like your mindset on social media what, what do you even like Thinking about building a brand with millions of followers, did you already have an audience or how, how did that work? I never thought social media would be like a job ever at that point. But I did have a, a I shouldn't even get Dan all the credit because I actually did move with maybe 200,000 or oh, 270,000. Yeah. And that was a lot. Like yeah, that was that's a what I'm whole, at right now. Yeah, that's oh, a lot. <laughs> and it was a whole lot back then. Yeah, yeah. And totally. the reason I would, the only way I even remembered growing it when I worked at the bar. Because I had a boss, and every night we'd check how many people it grew by. Yeah. And I'd post That's a selfie, nice. like just a hot selfie. Yeah. And we'd go, oh my God, it's 20,000. Look, it's 30,000. And we That's were just crazy. laughing. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I really did move here with that much, which okay. was pretty So you already had a, a good core demographic, people that are following you. Mm-hmm. That's sick. So you move out here. And I, I want to kind of take it from the angle of like, all right, you've been here for four years, right? Obviously, for people listening, we're talking a lot about the back. I want to kind of catch them up to speed to like the current, you know? I mean, I've seen, you've been featured in every magazine GQ all this amazing stuff you've like first formed the whole entire thing that you're doing on social media and now it's like unfathomable when it comes to like four years ago you're moving out here with no plan in mind yeah so it's like I, I want to kind of like 
put the puzzle pieces together. And like for the people listening, it's like if you were to catch them up to speed, like your last year, what's been the most exciting things for you? What's some things that come to mind that when you think about just like over the last year, what's some of the accomplishments or things that you're most proud of of being here in LA over the last four years? Oh my gosh, so the last four years. Well, the first year, like I said, it's you figuring it out. Yeah. So the first year, I barely made, I don't think I made any money. Okay. And then the second year, I kind of got into it. By the third year, I had a focus. And so that being the third year, last year, I created um, my annual swimsuit calendar. That's by far the most, that's by far my favorite thing I've ever done. Okay. It seems silly, but I did it all from scratch. So okay. I flew photographers out to Louisiana. We, we shot my Dirty South calendar. Okay. I came up with the clothes, the location. I funded everything. We drove in a car to each okay. spot. And then I sold the calendars internationally. Okay. And the first year was really learning about selling a product. It's okay. not very easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and by last year, I really had a sense of what to do. Yeah. And I had a good team behind me. So yeah. I actually made quite a bit of money. Yeah. Um, and I really, I don't know, the calendar is my favorite thing, and especially because it's coming up now. Totally. And I'm just going to top the last two, like, I'm just going to shut it down, okay. and it's going to be so good. And you do all the creative side of it, like from yeah, and, it, and everything. Honestly, because it comes from, I know this is so cheesy, but it comes from within, I'm telling you. Yeah, like Because yeah. my first theme, it was like Dirty South, yep. which is my love of Hometown, Louisiana. view, your heart. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was like a dream calendar. Yep. And so this next one, I'm like, how am I going to top that? And I'm like, oh, I should be like nearly naked. <laughs> and yeah, that's yeah. what I named it. And we did a more like edgy, okay. high fashion, or not even high fashion, but it's a, a lot edgier, sophisticated, yeah, yeah. better looking calendar. Okay. And so this year I'm topping that. That's and it. there's only... Is that already dropped or what is that? No, like? it should okay. be. I, I guess I'll probably do a pre-sale end of October, early November. Okay. Leading into the new year? Yeah. Okay. But we're actually about to shoot it. But okay. it's all something okay. I've come up with and it's like... Is that, would you say that's like a passion project that you just kind of started, you said, last year? Yeah. And with that, was that just something like you're like, all right, this calendar, did you kind of get ideas from other people, or was that something you just knew you wanted to do like previously? I had seen a couple other girls do calendars, so okay. people like Anna Cherie had had yep. a calendar, and Sarah Underwood, people yeah. I really love, and so I'm like, oh, I love how they're doing a calendar, calendars are lit, Yeah. and then, um, but I, the first year, it had nothing to do with money, I really just wanted people who follow me who wanted one to have one, Yeah. so I really just... I wanted to make something that they were asking for. Yeah, yeah. And so I did it. And that's all that mattered. That's all sick. that mattered is that they got it. I don't yeah. even think I, I barely made any money just because of the way I set up okay. the deals. And yeah, yeah. Because when it comes to printing and shipping. Yeah, you and overhead. And, yeah, and yeah. web design. And then the prop, it's just, it's so foreign to yeah. someone. Because it's, I'm basically entering a world of online publishing. And yeah. you can say and it's online silly. marketing. Yeah. Everything, everything put together. Like, yeah, and I'm learning how to products. do like quarterly taxes and yeah. weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I really love the experience of making a because I learned a side of business yeah and I and I sold something that's worth a lot of money and yeah. you can't take that off of my resume yeah. now that is crazy yeah. so with the product side of just selling things I think that's a lot of people listening they're selling products online or they do marketing online and with that transition of someone like you that has an audience and you had a product that you wanted to sell what was your I would say intention moving forward was it to do other products to create your own fashion line like moving forward what's some of the things that you have in mind when it comes to like things you have going on just to kind of give people some insights from a creative aspect of what things you're thinking about. Yeah, of course. Well, my on my vision board, my main goal in life is to be like an international glamour girl and spokesmodel. So I really, okay. in my goal, my future goals I really want to do, there's big campaigns I still have on my board and um, big brands I want to align myself okay. with and get like these iconic shoots. Okay. But also, my main goal has never been really merchandising. My goal has always been entertainment. Okay. I think... I'm much more of a personality. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, sure. it's, and that's just what I like. And yeah, I would, yeah, I would totally. love if I love designing like lingerie and stuff, yeah. but I don't. Okay. It's just not yeah, me yeah. at all. Yeah. And so now I actually have segued my audience into a major, not a major, but I hope it's going to be major, oh, a nice whoa. podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so I've taken a podcast, and my podcast is really about um, interviewing a lot of people from, from Hollywood and giving the Hollywood experience to everyone else, yeah. but also breaking social stigmas. Yeah, and, totally. Yeah, and like getting my opinions out there. So my I, goal, I love it. yeah, it gives personality. That's why I do this. Yeah. It's like you get to actually hear someone for more than a minute, thirty seconds, fifteen seconds Instagram story. It's like yeah. even when I listen to your podcast, it's like you get to really know someone when it comes to like their the way they talk, the way they carry conversation. So good shit on Thanks. that. Not many females I know that are just doing the podcast. I know there's a couple, but like I listen to yeah. yours and everyone listen. Like you, you have to go check out our podcast. I listened to the one with Dan Fleshman, who's a good friend of mine. Yeah. And I was like, damn, like, you know, to carry your conversation, get the story out get key points. And 
It's phenomenal. I love, love it. Love Dan. Yeah, it's really fun. And yeah. that's my main goal. My main goal is really to, I want a long career. I don't want to yeah. cash out on Instagram. Yep. I want to be around for like 10 years and be on your TV. Totally. I want to be annoying you way more yeah, yeah, yeah. than just on your phone. Totally. Yeah, totally. so that's what's my goal. Your, what's your thoughts on that when it comes to um, this whole social space? It's like this, or your page, it's like that's your own media quote unquote like TV channel in mm-hmm. a sense right so what's your thoughts from someone that has an audience from like being on TV being on Netflix being on social media what's I would say more valuable to you when it comes to the transition of like now it's like people don't want to be TV stars they want to be social media stars right yeah. so how does that play into your life now when it comes to having this audience are you looking like you said with big brands and I think after you answer that question I want to get into more of like how you sort of position that to brands because I think that's what a lot of people I think that have audience because I've, I've met with some cool people and it's like they don't know how to pitch that or position that or get into the right room with people and yeah. I, I guess to simplify it with you when it comes to brands how are you packaging yourself to reach out to them or is it like they just reach out to you now oh my gosh we reach out to each other for sure I get a lot of inquiries straight to me from brands who definitely want to work with me and then I reach out to some that I definitely want to work with and I put yeah. myself out there a lot so I ask clothing companies to work with me or you know I even I recently worked with Revolve and the reason why I think I even came up to Revolve is because I asked them to go to their Coachella party like stuff like that Um, so it is a bit of reaching out and then people reaching in but you really you have to always reach out in this world and I think that my dreams are still I still really have very classic Hollywood dreams I still want to be a magazine cover I yep. still even though TV may be a dying thing I still want to be on totally. that because that's what I've always wanted yeah. and that's just authentically what I want totally. to do that's badass yeah so so with the podcast and I know we were talking before we started what was your sort of I would say intent with it because I think for podcasting I started really diving into them six months ago I started this one when Gary Vee was putting out content like yo start a fucking podcast and then mm-hmm. I ended up meeting Gary and we had the podcast interview and all this cool stuff but I think now it's kind of becoming more trendy to have a podcast, sit down with amazing people. So what was your intent with it? Because I think you're one of the people that I know that are in the space, that are modeling, doing amazing brand deals, and a girl, a female, and you're just now in this podcast arena and you're going to dominate it. So what was your intent with it moving forward? I had a lot of intentions. I really, first of all, I wanted, I had a lot of requests. So I was yeah. on Burt Kreischer's podcast. He's this hilarious comedian I did Jenny McCarthy's and anytime I did a podcast I got a lot of love and it was a lot of authentic love like I didn't know your story or I loved getting to know you this way like that's the kind of fan or the interaction you really want and so people on Twitter I have a huge Twitter following and they really asked for a podcast so that was one intention another intention was I wanted not just brands but I wanted when someone looked at me for it not just to be the image I wanted to have something more to offer because I do have a lot more to offer. So I thought, why don't I make my own show? That's Instead of waiting around for someone to tell me to host yeah, a show, yeah. why don't I host my own show? Yeah. And then you can have that, yeah, you know? Yeah, so I'm, so, so I want to be more well-rounded. Yeah, yeah. And then I think the third was I really have a lot to say. You know, yeah. it's, that's the one shitty thing about podcasts is they like you to be theme-driven. Yep. But there's my head bops around on so many things that I would love to talk yeah, about. Yeah, and so, it's dope because you can. It's like your podcast is your own show. Yeah, you maybe. Anyone, like, telling... some people will complain. Some people okay. will be like, ah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. you know. But I'm working on it. Okay, for sure. So, how many episodes are you deep? Just for the listeners. I think eleven. Okay, eleven. Yeah. And you started it. You said March 2018. I think. Let's say April, just so it sounds okay. good. Okay. April, <laughs> May, June. It's probably April. Okay. Yeah, That's enough dope. to be one a week since yeah. I started, yeah, yeah. except for the mother June. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. So I was I was listening to one of the Dan Fleshman, and I heard you when you were talking about your impact on getting jobs or getting brand deals from someone having a following. I, I want to ask when it comes to the way you do brand deals, what do you think has been the most successful promotion on your end, but also brands ends when it comes to the marketing? Because we have a lot of marketers that are listening and mm-hmm. whether they want to work with influencers like yourself and have a big budget or whatever, what's some things that you see as the person either doing the promotion that works the best in this whole internet marketing sort of promotion world? I, of course, think that when brands align themselves with authentic users, that's one thing. I think yeah. that if you pay someone who, who, who puts like 10 ads a day... No one cares. Yeah, yeah. I really it's like do. Spammy. Yeah, it's annoying. And then I think when brands align themselves with with a person that makes sense, it'll react better. Yeah. I I even did a commercial. So imagine this. I did this commercial that went pretty viral and did yeah. well 
on um, bedding. Okay. okay, and you're like, what do I have to do with bedding? <laughs> but it was this crazy, it was like a pillow commercial, and we're okay. doing a joke, and we're talking about how soft our pillows are. And so imagine me really busty. I have this page. I'm kind of known for that. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, oh, why don't we use that to make this commercial? And it okay. works really well. That's so, sick. Yeah, so I like when people are creative and they take they put some thought into it and yeah. it's something that works together. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like the brand, so it doesn't feel like, I guess, an ad. It's yeah, like, no. Like a piece of content that yeah. then obviously promotes a company, but it's like on the back end subconsciously. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, cause I, I think, and I totally agree with you. It's like you follow these pages, you get three ads a day or a week or whatever it is, and it's like you just swipe right past them, you know? And I'm sure mm-hmm. you do the same thing with other people, but it's like, when you see a piece of content that's the, a brand deal, but it's like subconscious, I, I totally agree with you that. And I'm sure you just kind of gave the confirmation that those are killing it in the game today. Yeah, they more dope. fun. Yeah. So for right now, it's just August 2nd today, 2018, moving into 2019. When it comes to, I guess, the social space, where's your head? Is it mainly on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube videos, obviously podcasts, mm-hmm. but what's sort of your intake on your focus of content on social media because I think everyone has their different focuses on different platforms so like where's your head at where do you spend the most time where do you think in the next year or two that you will be or how does that really look hmm. I overwhelmingly spend the most time on Twitter Twitter is okay. what definitely matters the most to me really um, yeah it's all thought it's news based okay. it's really fun I don't do you have a Twitter I, I do but it's like I barely never use oh it oh my god That's you need hilarious. to follow me you'll see okay. why I, okay. I keep it really okay. fun and okay. I think that my Twitter following is such an authentic following because yeah. they're there for whatever I'm saying. Okay. And it's, a lot of times it's really weird shit. So, That's I don't true. know. I love Twitter. Like, yeah. I really love Twitter. But over the next year, I, I'm still going to be on Instagram. I'll stay the hell off of Facebook. I'm okay. never on there. Never Facebook? I, like, every now and then I'll post on there, but I hate... It's yeah. not user-friendly. It's yeah. such an angry spot, and it's just ugly. Yeah. Like, to log totally. into, it's ugly. Totally. No, I feel you. Because I don't know, for our listeners, if you don't have one of these, like, do you have a business page? Is that what it's called, a business yeah. page? Yeah, like a fan page. You yeah. Can get, yeah. One of these pages looks like you're operating a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> there are buttons everywhere. It's like, it's just bizarre. There's, like, yeah. buttons and ads, and there's, like, different colors, and it's ugly as shit. And I'm like, I'm not <laughs> operating a control system. I just want to post something for my friend. Yeah. Uh, such a mess. If it's yeah. ugly, I don't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah. why I like Twitter. It's like yeah. one by one by one. It's still that's chronological. Because I thought you were about to say Instagram because I think that's where I spend my time. But Twitter, that's unique. Yeah, I love Instagram, that, but Twitter dope. is like where my okay. heart's at. Yeah, because it's just like spontaneous. You can throw out random shit all day, every day. Yeah, Twitter's fun, like, man. Sick. Get on Twitter. Okay, I got you. It's For fun. sure. So I, I think I want to talk about just in regards to the podcast because I started this, like I said, six months ago. And it's literally opened up doors like to be in a room with you. I wouldn't have ever thought that, right, six months ago or with Dan or whoever I'm having on my podcast. Mm -hmm. So for you and you getting these people on your show, what would you say is the next level to a podcast? When it comes to, is it one a week? Do you have a studio? I heard you talk about in dance. (laughs) Something that stuck out to me, which I love about you, is like, you're like, I I wouldn't want to spend money on a car. I'd rather put $100,000 into a studio. And I was like, my girl, like, invest into your brand, invest into what you're doing. So how, for the podcast, what's your goals with that? Do you want to have a studio? Do you want to make this whole operation and kind of have a team behind it? Or what does that look like? Because for Build Your Empire, like we talked about before, that's sort of our next step, and I'm curious to know what yours is. You know what? I would love all of that. I would love to get to the point where I'm not overwhelmingly the person getting the talent and scheduling the stuff. And, like, you know, I even had to, like, ask someone to make me a jingle and then learn how to, you know, I've kind of, like, really gone on this rogue and figured it out, which has been a lot of fun. But I hope that over the next year and throughout the guests, and it gets even more fun and more consistent, I hope that someone else wants to do that for me. I do want to take it and start filming it soon because I did that recently with Dan, and it was totally way more so fun sick. yeah I like it film yeah. I'm def- that's gonna be 100% that's yeah, yeah. top of the list gonna happen totally. but um I think I'm just gonna continue to have fun with it and continue to have guests and people that I want on yeah and then if the stats show from there that someone feels like helping yeah, yeah. me with it then totally. great that's, but that's I just wanna build it right now and have a lot of fun yeah that's sick so I, I wanna kinda transition so when it comes to just everything you're doing from Instagram podcasts and everything when it comes to just like when you wake up every day it's what do you say, and this might be deep, is like your why. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? Is it, do you have an end goal which you want to go in the next five, ten years? Or sort of like what's what's the passion or something that's pulling you that you could kind of put together 
kind of like comprehend into your why moving forward? Oh, that's pretty easy. So I actually have like a focus sentence. Okay. I read this book by Jack Canfield. Yep. It's like a success chicken, principle. Chicken soup of the soul? No. I mean, I did read those. Okay. But no, he's like, for adults. He's got, he has yeah. a lot of success books. Yeah. And one of them, you had to kind of create a focus sentence. And mine was basically, I'm going to use my wit and ambition to help people understand each other better. Because you kind of, you create, like the way you did this focus sentence, it basically spelled it out for you. But my goal is really, like the end goal is to entertain people and to have fun, but also to help people see each other's side. We live in such a polarizing, angry time a lot of times. And I think that there's, it's really easy to take the anger out and make it more fun and lighthearted. We're all human. And a lot of people forget that. And coming from my Louisiana conservative kind of that state and my love for history and what I've learned Yep. all that like I just feel like I, there's a way I can combine it all yeah. I'm going to combine that That's entertainment so and that and that and I'm going to use my education but I'm also going to use it for a purpose yeah. that's my end goal that's amazing yeah do you read a lot I think you're like read this book read that book do you oh how often do you read I don't know I read every piece of news okay. on Twitter like okay. I read everything yeah, yeah, on Twitter yeah, yeah. now so I feel like I'm not <laughs> reading too much okay like but, um, book wise too because you're bringing I, up all these books They're like do you, do you read books a lot because I want to be reading books a lot okay. I wish I read more but but I okay. always, I mean, I always have a book near Brian Hayden, okay. but a lot of, I feel like I've gotten lucky with some of the books I've just picked out, things that have been so impactful yeah. that they've mattered. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's everyone you're naming, luck. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everyone you're naming is like, holy shit, these are impactful people and they yeah. have their core message now, so that's dope. Yeah. That's sick. So, do you, when it comes to, like, your current lifestyle, are you going back to Louisiana a lot? Is it once a year? Like, how often do you kind of... Go back to your roots, I guess you could say. I've only visited, I think, three times in the last four years, which okay. isn't not, it's not a lot, but I went back for Mardi Gras recently, and okay. I had a lot of fun, and even for my birthday, I went back. My aunt turned 90, okay. so I went to visit. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, I love Louisiana. It's definitely not where I could live and thrive right now, yeah. but I do have a love for it, and I feel like, you know, when I look at my future, and I look at my 60s or 50s, yeah. I really want to do a lot of charity work there and yes. I'd love to own a home there and that's I'd love it. to yeah I'd love to bring like a piece of Hollywood to Louisiana and that's for sure on yeah. one of my biggest goals so I, yeah that's one of my biggest goals I would love to go there even like a boutique fitness studio yeah, yeah. it's really Hollywood inspired because yeah, yeah. they need that there yeah some hips and like yeah they need some Hollywood vibes. edge yeah, yeah, yeah mixed with southern charm so. that's cool so when it comes to Hollywood living I think for me it's like when you, I'm coming from Virginia a small town everyone looks at Hollywood as this place that Oh, they'll never go there. They just see it as this persona. Yeah. So obviously, we're talking a lot about the good. What's some things in your? Do you have any like things that have just caught you off guard, or things that have happened in Hollywood that have just been like negative to sort of like your next step, or you moving here has it always just been like getting to the next step, or has there been any major obstacles? I guess I could say. Yeah, I think um, Hollywood living is a lot what people think it is, and in a lot of ways, it's a lot different. In Hollywood, you're in a land of dreamers. So I don't know. I just feel like I always feel like magic runs off, rubs off on each other. Yeah. So you're here in this town where everyone. I read one one place they thought they were too good for the hometown. Yeah. So you're basically in Hollywood where all these people had major dreams, and I feel like that is at the end of the day a beautiful place to be, as opposed to the latter. Yeah. You're with people who think that they can still make it. They think that their dream is still the most important thing on earth. Yes. No matter how high the rent is here yeah. or how difficult it is or how many castings they go to, they don't give up. Yeah. For me, that's a beautiful, inspiring thing. Totally. So I've always looked at Hollywood as a beautiful thing. And even, you know, they always say that there's bad people or there's snakes or malicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, every every person who's ever done anything good knows that those people don't matter. Yeah. They'll never matter. They'll never make it. It's you should be thankful for those people because it, it shows that you're like you know yeah. you've got it going. You're on. doing something big enough to have people that are either hating or whatever it is. Yeah, and they're gonna knock themselves out of the lineup. Yeah. Like they're not gonna be a competition. So I don't know. I look that's at the cool. positives of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, totally. I love it. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. So I, I have a couple more questions. So regards to Jess moving forward, I, I, I definitely want to talk about you as your social circles or communication or networking because I think. For me, it's like over the last two years, my network, for coming from a small town in Virginia, it's just mm-hmm. like, holy shit, you can meet with sort of whoever you want. Like, I feel like yeah. the more I come out of here, it's like circles are small. It's like you're one person away from that person that you thought you could never chat with. So you for you, when it comes to just this whole social media space, connecting with a lot of people, do you have, I would say, a strategy to connect with certain people? Obviously now, 
you're you have this influence and people are coming to you mm-hmm. but like when moving here and then obviously meeting all these amazing people what was your intent when it comes to just building a network did you kind of have intents to say I want to meet these people collaborate with these brands or was it more something where things just kind of fell into place and one thing led to the next in a sense I think when I moved here I was really lucky so a lot of things just fell into place Yeah. but I think it still goes back to putting yourself in the right environment because totally. there's Going no way yeah there's yeah, no yeah. way I would meet certain people and a lot of times it's there are there's been a few times where I've said I need to go out um, not because I want to go out and have fun but because I think I might meet someone that yeah. I should meet yeah. And that one person said I sounded pretentious when I said that. <laughs> but no, that's being intelligent and yeah. that's called networking. Sometimes yeah, totally. you need to go out when you don't want to because you might meet the right person. So yeah. it and I think it's good to to vary what where you spend your time. Yeah. So I think it's good to maybe like, you know, last week I, I was at the Comedy Central like a roast or yeah. something. You know, so I'm meeting writers and producers and people yeah. in entertainment. But it's also I also worked for um, I spoke at a digital marketing meeting. So, so I'm, yeah, so I'm meeting people who are developing yeah. these these um, businesses, and they really need online marketers like yeah. me. So I just kind of sprinkle, you know, everywhere. myself everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And it's important, but and I live my life. I'm always resume building. Okay. I don't think a lot of people care about that, but in my life, I knew growing up, it's all about your resume. What's on that resume? Yeah. Your education. What have you done? What are your significant yeah. traits and goals? Yeah. And so I still live my life like. I'm resume building. Okay. So if I have an opportunity to do something, even if it's unpaid or if, if it could seem of importance on a resume, I'm going to yeah. do it. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I love it. I feel like it's always continuous too, you know? It, mm-hmm. It's so cool because I feel like a lot of people, it's like, oh, I, I totally agree like, with that superlative, ambitious. I, can, I just mm-hmm. get that vibe from you. I love it. So That's good. When it, when it comes to, I would say, wrapping up this podcast, I have like two more questions. Just you as a, an individual, your daily goals, your daily habits, I guess you would say. Living in L.A., like, what's some things that, in a sense, that kind of keep you grounded, keep you focused? Because I think there's a lot of noise when you come out here. You can mm-hmm. get lost pretty quickly in, like, yeah. different people in different so- situations. So I would guess uh, the question is, what's sort of your daily routine if you have one at all? Oh, my God. This is the problem. I'm a Taurus, and I love security and routine. Yeah. And I get none of that. Because okay. I'm living in... I have this job where every now and then I'll book five things in a week, and I'll have to fly to Vegas, and then yeah. back, and then do something crazy. And then I'll have a week of nothing, and a week where I have yep. to organize what I'm doing next. Yeah, and yeah. it's frustrating for me. Okay. So my daily day is really different. Some days okay. it's like trying to catch up on emails. Some days it's creating content and editing pictures, and some days it's dealing with the calendars and doing yeah. all this stuff it's, and a lot of times it's going to night events and yeah. networking and doing that and trying to get a job that way yeah so yeah my day is all over that's the place cool. that's cool so it's all over the place it's random all, things yeah. pop up things happen that's it really cool. is okay do you have any like certain like when you wake up is it like do you have a morning routine or when it comes to just like staying in the groove do you write down your goals because you said you had a vision board that stuck mm-hmm. out to me as like oh, yeah, you have you write down things you know where you want to go in a sense and obviously things can come and maneuver in between yep. but do you have I would say like sort of a planner or something that you kind of stay focused on Cause a planner? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah I have a like planner okay. I have like a real written like planner okay. with a pen that okay. I have all the time know. Yeah, that gives me my day-to-days and certain things I've got to do. Yeah. The, I would be dead without the planner. <laughs> and the vision board I love because the vision board is I can write specific goals. I write specific magazine covers yeah. I want and monetary goals. And it's crazy how quickly that you can get those things when you just write it. Yeah. And you just look at it every day. Yeah. The vision board is, like, really good. That's so crazy. So yeah. It, Everyone has a vision board. Like, you yeah, should get yeah, one. Totally. No, I have one for sure. Yeah, I know you do, yeah, but, like, yeah. so many people don't. Oh, yeah, and totally. it takes five seconds to write something down. Yeah. And I also keep a journal, but the journal is more for me to relax. Yeah. And I've always known as a history person that, um, you know, everyone great has written in a journal. Yeah. So I'm going to try so my luck and, and do what they have done, yeah, you know? Yeah. That, that's so cool. So I just want to kind of end this with, when it comes to you building this empire in these last four years, what's been some of like the major takeaways or learning experiences that you've had from literally coming from small town Louisiana, growing up in this conservative, like you, there's like a box that you're supposed to fit in. Mm -hmm. What's been some of like the biggest takeaways from meeting all these amazing people, doing all these amazing things, building an amazing brand that kind of stick out to you that you've kind of could package up and kind of give advice in a sense of just your journey so far? I would definitely give the advice that I've gotten from everyone successful. Everyone incredibly successful has told me the same thing, and it's that they work hard and they don't give up. And it sounds really cheesy, 
but we give up so quickly in life and we, we discount what our real dream has been. We've started discounting it from like five years old because yeah. people have said you can't do it and we haven't seen people do it. So it's really as cheesy as it sounds, yeah. like you cannot give up and you have to kind of, I would also tell people that especially in this business, especially in the Hollywood business, that life rolls in waves. And you'll have times where you are very busy and very yeah. on, and then you'll have times where you're very down and you're very not, and you're yeah. not sure when the next job is, and you're going to be overlooked for something that seemed important. But it goes in waves, and you're going to get something better later. It's yeah. just, it's really mind-blowing how that works. And all you have to do is ride the wave. You just can't quit. Trust the process. Yeah. That's cheesy. So, yeah, it really <laughs> yeah, is so yeah, cheesy. Yeah, yeah. But you can't quit. Like, that's yeah. all you have. To, all you really, 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 really have to do is not quit and not quit dreaming. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> like, don't it. settle. Don't do. Yeah. Don't take that shitty job you didn't want. Like, just keep trying. That's crazy. Yeah. So, last last question. You now, looking back, what would you tell? Because there's a lot of young listeners, like from 16 to I would say 20, 25, in that young entrepreneur demographic that mm-hmm. my audience is. If you were kind of looking back to like you before making that leap to move to LA, what would you tell your younger self that could kind of resonate with people? Because I feel like. Hearing it from your perspective, maybe there's a lot of females that are listening right now, and I have a lot of male guests. So, talking to females, but also males, Mm -hmm. what's something, advice, or something that you've learned throughout your journey that, looking back, if you were just, like, about to make that leap, about to move to L.A. again, and kind of restart this whole journey, what would you tell yourself that you think would be something valuable to know moving forward? I would really just simply encourage myself. I think a lot of times when we have crazy dreams, no one one pats you in the back and goes, oh, that's a great idea. Especially your parents, especially the people you might need them to do it the most. So I would tell myself, you are the only one who knows what you're capable of. You're literally the only one who knows. You're the only one who can make a dream happen or not happen. So... If it takes me just saying it, at least you've heard it one time, it's true. No one thought ever that I could model. Like, that was laughable. No one ever thought I could move to L.A. and not go broke. hometown friends or what exactly? Oh, hometown friends. They knew me really well because we grew up like sisters. So they might not have doubted me, but especially in college, I used to tell my dreams to bar guests and my coworkers. And it was laughable. They were like, oh, you'll never be a model. Like, you know, you couldn't, they just... Like negative energy? Just, yeah. No one thought, they thought I wasn't humble because they thought like, oh, you must think you're amazing if you can go do that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's just funny now, like, I've been on the cover of FHN and I just shot with Yeezy and I have been in Maxim and I'm like, what? Like, I did it. Yeah. And and no one said I could. Yeah. So, you know what you're capable of and that would be, that would be all my encouragement. You know what you're capable of and be a nice person because nice people always win. I love it. So I think we should end on that. And I think everyone listening, if you're not following Lindsay, I mean, when I listened to your podcast, I was like, damn, like, I, I got to see a whole other side of you when it comes to the personality and sitting with you now. It's just, it's really cool to kind of see like from a podcast, long form content, like you can, I say really get the gems, you know, it's like Ooh. from my Instagram post, you can, or from an Instagram story or a short video on Instagram, it's like the podcast, like this interview. So everyone listening, I, I, the point I'm trying to make is, I want you to subscribe to her podcast. I know she's working on that right now, and it would really mean a lot to for you to take the time to subscribe to that, listen to it, hear what she has to say. Because just every time I'm mentioning, like listening to you answer these questions, I'm like educated. You have a plan. It's just like it's phenomenal to see just, like, what you've created and like what you have moving forward, and how you're just still ambitious, like you brought up earlier. So I just want to wrap it up and say, everyone, thank you so much for listening to Lindsay with us today. It was phenomenal having you on the show Thank i you. very much appreciate it and everyone listening like i said please 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 subscribe to our podcast make sure you hit me up after you listen to this let me know your thoughts let Lindsay know your thoughts spam her i'm sure you get millions of dms but Let's send her a message it. let her know that <laughs> you came me. from the podcast yeah tweeter right tweet me. is that more just for the I'll audience i'll see like, it all tweet okay. me and i'll see it all perfect you yeah. heard it from her itself shoot her a tweet is it what at Lindsay Payless yeah. on twitter Perfect. And all of her social medias, if you're not following her, they will be down below. And that being said, thank you so much for listening to the Rise of the Young podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Whoa. Casey, do you want to do a second intro?